everybody, Arch here, and it is. Sorry, oh, I said hey everybody. I fuck up. Let's do it. Oh man, old habits die hard. It is the Backdoor Cover Network. This is Betting Everything with Wheels, and you are going to hear from Phil right now. What's up, guys? It's uh, it's a Friday night. It's a wet weekend here in the Northeast, which is pretty disappointing. It's a home game for Steve and I. We got Dover this weekend. And uh looks like nothing but rain, Steve. How are you? Uh, like you said, nothing but rain. I'm I just came from outside and I am living evidence that it's very wet out there and uh hopefully it doesn't last too long. Are you taking some, some uh, uh, meteorological some readings to see if it was gonna rain for the race? Is that what you're doing? Your experiments? Steve. Uh, I'm sorry, what's that? Were you outside doing some meteorological readings to see if it was going to rain for the race? I, I assume you have your own weather station outside. Oh, yeah, definitely. In my spare time, that's my that's another side gig I have is meteorology. <laughs> I normally just stand outside with a big metal pole in my hand and hope for the best. I've heard, I've heard. But your metal pole's not that big. <laughs> that's what they say. That's what they say. But, uh... We got a busy weekend this weekend, Steve. Uh, Formula One is back there in Azerbaijan, which is fun to say. And, uh, you know, we got the the Cup and Xfinity. And um, at least there's no rain out there in the, the Middle East, I guess. Yeah, it's, it's fun to say if you know how to say it. Yeah, I think I did it, though. I think that was I think that's what we were looking oh, for. I, I think you nailed it. Absolutely yeah. nailed it. But, uh, yeah, we, we got mopped up pretty good last weekend, Arch. It was uh, infuriating. and. Uh, you know, it could be why I started losing my hair at an early age is watching races like that. And uh, Saturday, everything went right in the Xfinity race. Our outright winners finished second and third. We had a shot to win late. We went 6-0 and in the head-to-heads. All the single car crashes went our way. Things were beautiful. Sunday, flipped the script. Everything went fucking wrong. Everything. We had a uh, 100-to-1 Harrison Burton out front late. Steve, we were thinking about spending that money. How did you feel? Um, well, I never feel great with Harrison Burton, but oh. <laughs> you'd think that, you know, maybe uh, this is, uh, you know, th- the whole day, this is, a you know, a two-lane train, two two trains, basically, just uh, side by side, and you're just hoping that uh, they finish that way. And, of course, you know, once they start to mix things up, it's our guys that were out front. Yeah, we had uh, Harrison Burton. He was out front. They, they, the, the camera crew was cutting to nervous Harrison Burton mom shots, which <laughs> meant, you know, it was almost it was almost going to happen. And, you know, erect from the lead. Fantastic. So, yeah, so but, yeah, but what, ha- go ahead. what happened? Yeah, what happened actually is the um, Talladega has a tunnel underneath um, into the entry of turn three and turns four. And uh, Noah Gregson actually um got into him as he was trying to push him forward and got him just in the wrong spot to where it, it interrupted the car because there's a bump there from that tunnel underneath so just really bad timing and fortunate for us yeah yeah that, that sucked but the good news was we had a lot of drivers you know in our long shot portfolio one of them was noah gregson so he assumed the lead and he held it late going into the last over or the first overtime period the last um the, the green white checkered there and uh, 80 to 1 to win, 22 to 1 top three, 10 to 1 top five. And then Ross Chastain and Kyle Larson ruined our day. You want to talk about that? Yeah, we had um, 
our fellow buddy there, Kyle, his favorite driver, Ross Chastain, kind of interrupted the party again. Uh, as uh, many NASCAR fans know, well, there's a term out there you could call it. Uh, you call it, it's called getting Chastained. It's when you know <laughs> when you get wrecked by Ross Chastain, and uh, our wallets got wrecked by Ross Chastain last week. Oh, they sure did. All right, and that wasn't the end of it, Archard. So that was just our long shots. They were out front. We still had. We I think we were like eight and three as the head-to-heads ran at that point. Bubba Wallace assumed the lead for the final overtime. He threw a late block. Chaos ensued. That turned five of the head-to-heads into losers. So um, so we lost 6.77 units oh. on Sunday. Hmm. Yeah, that, that was the moral of the story. I didn't kill myself. Steve, you're still alive. So I guess we're, uh, we're going to try it again this week. Uh, unless this is a recording of my voice, I'm still here. AI is incredible, isn't it? It is. Oh, man, it's it's really advancing, isn't it? <laughs> Good grief! All right, so let's start off, I guess, Steve, with the Xfinity race. We we kind of have a light card here, but we're on four guys to win. We dutched them because Arch taught us the the ways. We're on John Hunter Nemechek seven to one Superbook, Sheldon Creed eighteen to one Superbook and mm. DK. Little sprinkle on Riley Herbst twenty eight to one at DK, and then Steve's man. Parker Kligerman, 50 to 1, everywhere. Yeah, so full transparency here. I have not gotten a chance to uh, check the starting grid. I was getting my uh, recorded BattleBots viewing session in for the week. So <laughs> Because what else would you be watching, you know? <laughs> I had to get that done first. So uh, I do know, that for, for the most part, I know the grid, though. Um, I know Kligerman's on the pole, and... Uh, I guess talk about Dover a little bit. It's a yeah, one-mile concrete track. It's uh, somewhat difficult to pass in Xfinity and very difficult to pass in Cup. So, going to take a shot at Kligerman because he's he's going to be on the pole thanks to the metric last week. Uh, so, he's got some track position. He's in uh, busy. He's, he's got the uh, RCR affiliation, so he should have some pretty good pace. He's had a lot of speed this year, so I like you know I like long shot here. I, I agree. And then, uh, you know, we have Sheldon Creed. He's starting third. And uh, John Hunter Nemechek is the chalkiest play, and he's starting the furthest in the back. He's 22nd. Um, and Riley Herbst is starting 11th. So we've got guys everywhere, it looks like. But John Hunter, the, the reason I kind of liked him, Steve, I, I kind of had to twist your arm on this one. Um, I just I, – the Toyotas are pretty good, uh, you know, on the, the shorter tracks this year. And John Hunter is kind of a veteran guy at this point, I guess. He has shown the ability to win. So I, I just think that if we have somebody coming through the field, it's going to be John Hunter. I mean, is that kind of where you stand on it? Yeah, 100%. Um, certainly. Uh, I mean, Dover is complicated. Um, a lot of talk this week is uh, what do you do with Dover? Because they only come here once a year now. So, and, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's a one, it's a one mile track, but it's, it's, it's a very quick track. It's, it's, you know, it's bank. It, it, there's a lot of banking, so you can get a lot of, you know, runs, you know, off, off the uh, corner exit. So it, really it's a, it's a little bit kind of a bigger Bristol to an extent. So there's a couple of tracks that you can kind of compare, but you can't directly compare this to anything because Bristol, you know, is, is much shorter in length than, uh, than Dover. So you kind of need to just use Dover. And, and trying to scrape together what you can after that with, you know, 
different kinds of comparisons. And uh, yeah, like you said, Toyota's just been good at shorter tracks. Um, JRM, not quite where they were last year so far. They've been making a lot of mistakes and uh, have, haven't quite shown the speed. But I think that part of that comes from Noah Gregson not being in the series now. All guys are kind of getting a little older. So that's kind of how they are over there. With, you know, got some young guys too. I'm sure he'd be, prefer to be called long in the tooth, I think is what these these old guys prefer to be called. But yeah, so Allgaier's chalk and, you know, his metrics are outstanding, but he hasn't been great this year. I mean, the, the guy has made just bonehead error after bonehead error all year long. So kind of counting on that, especially when he has to come through a little bit of traffic since, you know, all the JRM guys wrecked themselves last week. And, you know, in our, our head-to-heads, speaking of wrecking each other, we're going with the triple fade on Sammy Smith. You want to talk about that, Steve? Yeah, this is kind of like the highlight of the card here. You got uh, Sammy Smith, one of those guys at Toyota. But problem I had with Sammy Smith is uh, he wrecked out uh, last week at um, Talladega. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that means he's going to start in the back. Uh, 28th. Yeah. So he's going to have to work through traffic. And he's going to have to work through traffic at a racetrack he's never been at before. So there's going to be some issues there, I feel like, getting through the field and getting through the field cleanly. So this is definitely a situation where, I mean, Sammy Smith, he's up there with the guys, you know, like Custer and like Nemechek. same Mary Chandler Smith. He's up there with the big dogs. He's starting, you know, in a in a tough spot. So you definitely want to try to see what can happen if uh, take these guys, especially a big a Superbook offers some big plus money matchups, plus one thirties. So that's a, that's a good spot to be in. Yeah, we're uh, you know th- without practice, without qualifying, you know, Sammy Smith is at a huge disadvantage here. So we took Chandler Smith over Sammy Smith, the battle of the Smiths. Uh, that was on Superbook. We're taking Sam Mayer over Sammy Smith, plus 110 at Superbook. Chandler Smith over Sam Mayer, minus 110, Superbook DraftKings. And then Cole Custer over Sammy Smith. That feels like a slam dunk, minus 120 on DraftKings. So I can't wait for that to go wrong. That feels like the best play on the card. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so Cole Custer this year has been lightning fast in practice, right? So, So now... You just take away the practice session, and uh, now Cole Custer, when he should be fast in practice, is now just going to perform in the race instead, right? And these guys are not going to have, you know, the field's not going to have practice, and uh, hopefully that you know, Cole Custer just launches out from the trailer, and uh, the way he goes, right? He, and he's, he's going to have track position, too. He's going to start inside, I believe, the first two rows. So he'll be out front, hopefully have some clean air, which he's a better driver in clean air, and we've seen that this year. He is P2, so he's starting right right beside Parker Clitterman. So, um, yeah, I mean, just a, another big disparity in starting position, 28th versus number two. Uh, we're getting a veteran guy with Custer, you know, cup driver last year, rookie this year. I'll, I'll, I'll take it. That that just – I feel like I should mortgage the house again. I, mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. That, that feels uh, reckless. Well, hopefully you didn't mortgage it last week and lose it and, uh, you know, lose it again this week. No, that was just a <laughs> like a 15-year thing because of the interest rates all that, taking advantage oh, yeah. of that. Yeah. But, hey, man, that, that's all I got for, for Xfinity. Do you have any, like, couch cushion bets? Hmm. 
Yeah, Arch's favorites. That's right. I, I love digging one. through the couch cushions. I got, I got one, and uh, I'm, you're going to be very familiar with it, Phil. Let's go. It's going to be Brett Moffitt, which actually the line has moved since I put this in, which is not that long ago. So I got him at 22 to 1 for a top five. And he looks like he's now 18 to 1 for a top five at DraftKings, which I would still play because this is against guys like Ryan Sieg, Kaz Grala, uh, Jeb Burton. So I like Moffitt here over those guys for sure. Moffitt's had a lot of speed this year. Uh, he was another guy that was in contention for the win last week at Talladega. Kind of let us down, but Carr was fast. He's been fast the past few weeks, and uh, you see the books are still fresh and really long. All right, so that was for a top five? Yeah, 18 to 1. Okay, I'm looking for There it is. We're in. We're locking it in. Make it official. Done. Cool. Yeah, so, Je- fun, fun fact, uh, Jeb Burton, won, as you know, won last week. Uh, he starts fourth, but I expect him to back up to the field. He's going to be a boat anchor tomorrow <laughs> if they run. It's, you know, sometimes it's fun to watch guys, uh, you know, advance that have fast cars from the back. It's going to be fun watching a slow car from the front move to the back. <laughs> well, there's a couple of them up there, Steve. You got Josh Williams starting seventh, yeah. Brennan Poole starting ninth. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, like there's some there's some really bad cars up front, so it's going to be – Awesome, especially if if they like get in the way of Sammy Smith coming through traffic. That would be ideal. Just a moving chicane. So if you're curious, uh, Brennan Poole's odds are um, what is that? Uh, Hundred thousand to one. Is that what that is? I don't know. That's a lot of zeros. No, no, no. One thousand to one. I'm sorry. Yeah. So, well, if he that's takes a car out- that's going to uh, drop like a rock. Yeah, uh, and then you got like Gray Golding starting, you know, in between Hemrick and Allgaier and Barry. That's going to be awesome to see too. That he gets in the way. Again, an- another reason to not play, you know, Sammy Smith that starts way back there, just going to try to maneuver through this. I mean, we've seen some massive crashes at, at Dover in the past. Uh, you know, we don't usually see that at Dover, you know, because most of the time these races are team with, you know with qualifying most cars run, you know are running where they should be but this is a situation where this field there's me fast cars slow cars just all over the place and you could see some mayhem yeah i mean we saw a big wreck when we were there in person with eric almarola in turns three and four uh what was that 2021 that was a massive hit was that because you yeah, threw a definitely. beer at his car <laughs> i did not i oh. was yeah no i yeah, I wouldn't waste a racetrack beer on that, you know, because you're you're paying thirty seven dollars for a yeah. for a Miller Lite. So now you you it's gold, gold. Uh, you have anything else? That's all I got for uh, Xfinity. All right, cool, man. You want to talk about Cup? Yeah, let's get it. Let's get to it. Arch, are you ready? Do you have your I'm, bets? I'm ready. Of course, I have my bets because I follow you in the book club. Oh, okay. All right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so outright, we're we're going we're going with a, a six pack here on the the dutching, and it, it I see that transition. To, That's a very nice transition you did there. Thanks, man. I've been working on it. Um, yeah, we got the, got the old six pack, and it equates to a plus two sixty one bet. Is is how this this is? So we've got Martin Truex twelve to one. That's bet three sixty five. Ross Chastain fourteen to one. DraftKings Bet Rivers Bet three sixty five. Kyle Busch eighteen to one at Superbook. 
16 to 1, widely available. Really long number on Ryan Blaney, 28 to 1. That's everywhere. Bubba Wallace, 40 to 1, everywhere. And Daniel Suarez, 45 to 1 at Caesars. And then you can get 40 to 1 elsewhere. Uh, what sticks out to you, Steve? What made you put this group of guys together? All right. So I guess I, I kind of go through my thought process and how we're kind of going to handicapped over. Um, like I said already, it's kind of a hybrid track between, you know, shorter and longer, uh, one mile concrete. So I'm, I'm really just kind of putting a hodgepodge of things together here. But a lot of this I'm looking at, um, looking at mile and a half this year, looking at track history for Dover. Uh, those two things, especially, is kind of where I'm kind of building my projections, kind of where I think people are going to run. So with that in mind, um, starting out here with uh, Martin Truex, 13. I, I got him at 13 to one. He's 13 to one. He's, he's available now, 12 to one. Um, kind of been a hit or, hit or miss for Truex. He's got one win, uh, not not an official race, but he did win the Clash this year, which is a uh, you know, shortest track that they run. So kind of started the season off right. But, um, I mean, you should have won multiple races last year. We had, we were on him last year multiple times. We could have definitely cashed on him. Just got unlucky multiple times throughout the season. Uh, really good track history at, uh, at Dover. He ranks out in the top five when it comes to driver average. Um, two top fives in the last four races. So um, I like where he kind of is this type. He was good at uh, the Vegas race this year. He was um, in top five there as far as my ratings go for that race. So just a lot of good things going for Truex uh, in this situation. Yeah, uh, I like Truex. He was actually number one in my data set uh, for the Dover only portion. He, uh, you know, that, that took the 16 most recent starts. He has eight top fives, second in average laps per race, third in average laps led per race. Um, hard to beat that. And, you know, when you go with just the 2022 comparable data set, he's first in average fast laps in that as well. Uh, fifth in average laps led. So any direction or, or any source that that I used pointed at Martin Truex. So I think that was really sharp of you to get that 13 to one. I had to settle for 12 to one because I was a little late to the party. Uh, but yeah, I, I definitely am, am a big fan of the hometown guy, Martin Truex. It's a home game for us. It's a home game for him. So feels good. Yeah. A small note, um, we've been running the lower downforce package uh, at these short tracks, but uh, we're going back to the... Um, the old style uh, package they ran all last year with uh, the uh, the higher downforce. Um, not sure. How, I don't think that really affects a whole lot. Kind of the same guys been running up front. So just want to make a small note of that though. But uh, kind of uh, moving on to uh, our next guy here. We're going back to Ross Chastain, uh, fourteen to one. Uh, I like this quite a bit. Ross, uh, I only have Ross for two races here at Dover uh, with, with Trackhouse. But he's right. He's right up there with Truex as well in driver rating in these two races. Uh, he's led 86 laps. Looks like in these in these two races, which is really strong. And he was very good at Vegas uh, this year. Not quite as good as Truex, but that reflects in the slightly longer odds. Uh, and 
really, Ross Chastain, if you look at the mile and a half, um, really fast track house in general. So getting him, he was, he was good at auto club, I mean, very good at auto club, Ross Chastain. Kind of auto club, not only really, not as comparable, but again, it's a, it's a decent, me- you know, like I said, you're going to kind of scrape together the, the best ways you can. So I'm, I'm going to take auto club and look at that and chalk that up to performance this year so far for Ross. And I, kinda, I like where the team is. I like the, the number again on him. Yeah. Um, so the Dover only metric was not friendly to Ross Chastain, but that's probably because he was driving some real shit boxes early in his career, you know? Um, sure. So when, when I just pivoted to this year and last year stuff, that's where, you know, your genius came to play. Uh, you know, his average running position is fourth. He's eighth in laps led, fourth in fast laps. And it's a character play for us, Steve. That just goes to show we don't hold grudges like very long, <laughs> even though he ruined last Sunday. Maybe he makes Sunday or Monday a good day for us and we cash a ticket. So, you know, it, it, that, that's a character building exercise that we're on here. I really like that. You know, you cannot hold grudges when it comes to sports betting. You got to, you, you take what you can get, you know? <laughs> You're goddamn right. <laughs> or do you hold, do you hold grudges against dart players? Uh, well, there's a couple. Yeah. Okay. How about CSGO teams? Uh, just the Copenhagen flames. That's your favorite there too. Yeah. What about the ones from Ukraine? <clears throat> we don't talk about those guys anymore. Okay. <laughs> they may have been conscripted. <laughs> they may be playing yeah, CSGO they- <laughs> in real life. Rest in peace to those those uh, video game players. But mm-hmm. hey, uh, what else are we doing here, Steve? Uh, moving on to uh, Kyle Busch. Uh, before we start talking about this week for Kyle Busch, uh, little note, we cashed our over one and a half wins last week for Kyle Busch for the season. Hey, uh, silver lining. Yep. So we did get that done. Uh, that's cool. Uh, very early on in the season as well. I, I expected to uh, get that done at some point, but uh that's an early one. And, uh, Kyle Busch got it done at the uh, Auto Club, and he got it done last week at Talladega. I kind of snuck in there. Uh, I didn't actually realize that until Tuesday when I logged into the account. I was like, oh, shit, that's cool. I think that's when I texted you about it. Yeah, it's always nice to have those uh, ones you forget about, and you just kind of check your bet slips, you know, like settled as a win. And uh, it's a nice little feeling there sometimes. Yeah, I was like, there's more money in here than there should be. And then <laughs> that that was why. So that that felt good. Yeah, so that that's nice. Um, so as far as Dover goes, though, um, if you're looking at mile and a half, Kyle Bush was really good at Auto Club. Um very really good car there and um pretty good at Vegas. But the the, the, the RCR um has struggled at the short tracks this year for uh Kyle Busch and teammate Austin Dillon. Uh th- to me this is, a, this is a this is a faster track. Uh Kyle has some good track history here. If you pull up his track history, you see there's good things. It, driver rating of 90 approximately that puts him in the top 10 and consistent. I mean, pretty consistent here, three top 20s. Uh, what I like to see is he's led uh, quite a quite a bit here, over 100 laps last four races. So that's that's a good thing to see when you when you're on an outright for sure. So 18 to one there for Kyle. Uh, he's won, like I said, he's won two times already this year. Maybe not had the most uh, inc- incredible speed, but he's won twice, so he's been getting it done when it matters. 
Yeah, I, I think that, you know, he, he probably feels a lot better in this seat. He's got a team that, that's committed to him and him only. Uh, he doesn't have to worry about a contract. He doesn't have to worry about, you know, what logo is going to be on the front of his truck team anymore. Uh, he's set, man. And he, he's, he's, it's showing. It's, it's, the, the results are absolutely showing. And, you know, he's, he's a, just a stone cold veteran. He wins everywhere. He's good everywhere. He's one of the greatest drivers of all time. 18 to one feels too long, especially at Dover. He knows how to, how to boogie around this joint. So I like him being in the portfolio this weekend as well. I believe he would start on the pole uh, if qualifying gets rained out tomorrow. Is that correct? I'm trying to pull up the metric right now. I would have, I mean, I would imagine. Yeah. If, it'd, be, it'd be in the, so, the t- front row. Yeah. So as we know, rain is in the forecast for tomorrow. So if it does get rained out, um, Kyle Busch would be on the pole and Christopher Bell would be alongside of him. So uh 18 to 1 and you potentially get the pole sitter just for, you know from a rain out pass it i have in my notes the first thing i said this week passing was nearly impossible in 2022 with this car so if you can get kyle bush out there on the pole at 18 to 1 that will instantly drop as soon as the green flag uh occurs so if you remember la- last year chris busher grabbed the pole and he drove away from the field so as long as kyle bush um, if he starts on the pole, all he's got to do is, train, is, is, is keep that track position. He'll be just fine. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that would be a good result for us. But, you know, hopefully they, they call the race before we take the trip to Mecca and, and make it there. <laughs> right. So, yeah. But, um, okay, so then, we, then we're going into longer shots. And we've got Ryan Blaney, 28 to 1. We've got Bubba Wallace, 40 to 1. Suarez, 45 to 1. Feels like just numbers grabs. Blaney, you know, in no universe would be 28 to 1 if this was last year. That's absolutely correct. And full, and again, full transparency. I hate this play. Okay. Well, we're going Bla- we're going to fade it later, so you can you can hate it. That's okay. <laughs> Ryan Blaney has not won a race in quite a while and uh for me this is like you said already, this is purely a numbers grab. You're getting a guy that's going to start uh Again, this is, we're kind of playing the weather here again. We're playing the uh, meteorologists in this situation. If it gets rained out, Ryan Blaney is going to be on uh, starting inside the, the second row. So track position, extremely important. Bit selection, very important. You just want guys that are going to be up front. You saw it last week at Martinsville. Ryan Priest uh, may not have had the best car, but he drove away from the field instantly as soon as that green flag dropped. So if you get Ryan Blaney and if, if, if the car is anywhere close to being good enough, you know, to compete, uh, you can get things that happen and put him in a situation where he could potentially come out with the win. Love that. And then we're, we're on what Bubba Wallace again, because he owes us money and <laughs> Daniel Suarez because he's <laughs> Ross Chastain's teammate. Is that, is that right? Uh, certainly for Suarez, uh, for Bubba Wallace, I just I, my I have I have notes that I make uh, for every race, and it just it shows that that Bubba Wallace had good pace here. Um, if you look at co- other concrete tracks, uh, I'm specifically talking about Nashville. He had a lot of speed there, and that that, that whole track is concrete. Um, it, it's kind of 
similar speeds to Dover. It's flatter, unfortunately, so it's not direct comp, like I've already said. But uh, his car was really good that weekend. He just happened to uh, have a poor qualifying lap, so he spent the whole race running, trying to get through the field. So didn't really showcase what he had that that week. So he's been really good at Dover. His track history is is solid here. It's definitely good enough for me. His performance past year or so has improved quite a bit. So you, you, you take all those things, lump them together, and you're getting a, a, a long shot there with, I think he's 35 to one now. I'd still play that. And um, Bubba wants to win. You, you clearly see it. So, and just got to hope that he can uh, put things all together for a race. Right on, right on. I like it. Uh, you know, and, and Daniel Suarez, I mean, you're getting a good, good track house, bunch of, uh, you know, pit crews there. Also Pitbull just announced a new album called track house and he has bars about Ross Chastain and Daniel Suarez on there. So if that doesn't motivate you, I, I don't know what will, and you can't bet one with the, the other. So we're taking them both. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, it's 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 really cool to see NASCAR kind of uh stepping into the mainstream spotlight a little bit there with uh I mean Pitbull has been great for for the sport. Get a guy with that kind of uh exposure and he, he hopefully get some some new uh new audience to tune in these things on a weekly basis. Bingo. So uh moving further down the card, top three, we're taking Ross Chastain. That's plus four fifty at Superbook, four hundred market wide, and then we're also taking Josh Berry to top five. That is six to one at bet three six five. Thank you, and five to one everywhere else. Josh Berry in the car for Alex Bowman, who was in an accident in a what was that a sprint sprint car? Uh, something with a wing on it. Yeah, dirt, yeah, dirt racing. And uh, yeah, so you know he was in a in a in an accident, broke his neck. He's out four weeks, yeah. maybe longer. So we're getting Josh Berry again, the Hendrick Reserve driver, apparently. Uh, the last time we saw him, he finished second, right at at the short track, and now uh, now we're getting six to one on a top five in a uh, you know track where Hendrick was pretty dominant. Yes, yeah, so I, I I don't want to cover this all that much, but um, it's been a a really heavy uh, news story, and it's kind of like what athletes do outside outside of their uh, NASCAR environment. We saw Chase Elliott earlier this year. Uh, injury, snowboarding, took him out of the car multiple weeks. He's paying the price now, trying to get back into the playoffs. And now you got Alex Bowman, who was in really good shape to uh, to point his way into the playoffs. And now he's going to miss three or four weeks. It's going to cost him a l- very big because he, he's not a guy that's going to win races, you know, like Chase and I possibly could. So th- I mean, this injury could cost him the playoffs. So I don't know how you guys feel about you know, drivers kind of uh, living their lives outside of the motorsports and NASCAR, but uh, I'm against I, it. I, yeah, go ahead. I'm against it. It's too much riding on the line. This is like watching your quarterback play uh, play like basketball and blowing out his knee. It's just, yeah, there's <laughs> more, too much at stake. But yeah, I mean, I get it. The guys want to race, you know, it, it, they want to hone their race craft. It does stuff for the sponsors, I guess. But I don't know what, what running a, a sprint car at a local dirt track on a Wednesday night, I don't know how many more eyes that's going to get on Ally Financial. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's cool. He's out there going to sign some autographs for a couple hundred people. That's awesome. But, you know, you got to go 
go make the millions on Sunday, dude. That that's right. that's the bread and butter. They got simulators for everything now. So hop in one of those. Yeah, you got to protect the biggest asset, which is yourself, because you know you could be replaced. The, the the only thing somebody can come up and take that seat. What if Josh Berry goes out and wins a race? What, what does Mister Hendrick do next year? Like ah, sorry, sorry, dudes. You know, got to give Josh Berry a shot. You know, it, it can happen. We see it all the time in the NFL. People get hurt and lose their jobs. You know, the the unwritten rule is that you won't, but uh-huh. it happens. Yeah. So, Steve, where do you stand on it? So I'm, I'm going to play the other side of it because um, where's I'm, his I'm, mute button? I'm, I'm fairly certain Ally was actually sponsoring his uh, winged dirt races. So clearly, yeah, the it, <laughs> you know, the it, company. That's true. But do you know that because? He he barrel rolled over sixty seven times, and we saw the clip. Is that the only reason you know that? I it certainly reminded me that that they're sponsoring those races. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest: the crowd at a dirt track on a Wednesday it should be more uh, sponsored by a payday loan company more than a <laughs> financial company. We got to remember our audience, I mean, Arch. <laughs> I mean that that that's kind of my argument, though. Like. It, if if you have your sponsor, your main sponsor ally telling you, "Oh yeah, go ahead and, and go ahead and do dangerous activities," and it, we're good with it, then you know it's it, that's kind of hard, to, you know, for Rick Hendrick to be like, "Oh yeah, we don't really agree with you running that stuff," but you know your sponsorship ally is perfectly fine with it. Yeah, I mean, I, like I said, I get it. You know, it's a throwback to the grassroots of the sport, you know, and it 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 feeds these guys competitive you know, nature, I guess, but man, I can see it in the off season, but but boy, when you're, when you're in cup season, I I think you got to concentrate on cup. I think once the playoffs start, I would kind of back it down. Yeah. That's kind of where I stand. And and I kind of understand it with like Joe Gibbs, right? They limit that stuff with Christopher Bell. Cause I mean, he's an elite dirt racer, so they limit how much he can do. I understand that, but they let him run a couple times a year. It's in his contract. That's cool. Uh, but, you know, Kyle Larson's running how many dirt dirt races, uh, you know, in between, with like 50 or 60, right, this year? Countless, countless numbers. Yeah, it's so much exposure. Tons. Tons. So. Cool. Um, should we get to the head-to-heads, I guess? Because we, we, just, we just pivoted. Oh, yeah. I, I, did, I did want to bring that up because we're talking about Josh Berry, and Josh Berry is really good at this racetrack. So... His his Xfinity stars have been incredible. He's finished, I think, first and second. So now you're putting him in a Hendrick car, and he could he could uh, break out this weekend because this is clearly a track that he really likes. And uh, Hendrick has been really good here. Uh, the one race that I was at, um, they finished one through four. So they're they're bringing the speed. Josh Berry's got the track history. This could this could be his weekend that he breaks out. Yeah, I was I was there with you, Joey Logano, with the uh, the last lap pass on Kevin Harvick to secure that top five winner for us. You remember that? I remember being more excited about that than the outright winner. <laughs> yeah, that that was cool. He took on a set of tires late and kind of moved his moved his way up to the field. Yeah, that was pretty sweet. So, uh, in the head to head department, we've got four, and I'm hoping you've got more than that. We're taking Chris Busher, RFK, over Chase Briscoe, who's got a broken finger. Then we're taking Ty Gibbs over Ryan Priest. You're going to have to talk me through that one. Chase Elliott over Christopher Bell and Joey Logano over Ryan Blaney. That's plus 100 at Superbook. That makes no sense to me. That one feels like the slam dunk of the card 
but let's start at the top here, I guess, with with uh, Busher versus Briscoe. Yeah, I touched on uh, Chris Busher briefly uh, earlier on, and uh, it's kind of a situation where this track kind of suits Chris Busher to me. He's, if you look at his history, he's got an average finish of thirteen point eight. Uh, he's got four top twenties, uh, so he's got the consistency. Average start position is seventh, so clearly he knows how to put that thing uh, up front in qualifying. So if they do qualify, look for him to to kind of uh, do well there. So to me, it's kind of a it, it's a pretty obvious play for me. If you look at his opposition, Chase Briscoe, this hasn't really been a place that's uh, been good to him. He's among the two starts here that I'm looking at. He's got an average finish of 24th, pretty bad driver rating, and uh, really just uh, not no speed. So Chris Buescher to me um, feels like a good play here. I, I mentioned already uh, start on you know on the pole. He's led laps here, so all signs appear to be on the side of, of Buescher for me in this uh, situation. Yeah, and, and he'll be he'll be starting up front. I mean, both RFK guys finished in the top five last week, so that that's cool. Um, so, you know, even if there is no qualifying, he'll he'll find some clean air. Yeah, it looks like he'll be in, in the third row. Yeah, so that's yeah, a good so thing. Good. If, if it does get rained out. So, um, what about the next one? What about Ty Gibbs over Ryan Priest? What 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 got you there? So I've been off of Ty Gibbs for a while, as you know. All last year, I was. I was way, way off the Ty Gibbs train, but uh, this this year, especially the last few weeks, he's put together some runs that have been uh, top top ten quality. He's kind of turned over a new leaf this year. Uh, even last week, Talladega, he was um, up front the whole race. Uh, problem was they uh, had a couple overtimes. He ran out of gas. That so nothing you do about that. I mean, can't really. Uh, Last week was a track position race, so you had to kind of push your limits with with your fuel mileage. So it's kind of he, he was the leader, so the leader uses more fuel. They're flat out. The rest of the fuel is kind of not flat out. So not really, not much you can do about that. And I just, I just feel like Ty Gibbs is uh, going to continue this wave of consistency he's had, and um, he's, he's going against Ryan Priest, uh, Stuart Haas' car. As a Stuart Haas is, has been uh, really good on the short tracks this year. Dover's not necessarily a short track; it's it's a fast mile and length track. So I don't, I'm not sure if I have the confidence that Priest is going to follow up his speed he's had uh, the past couple weeks on dirt and a uh, short track. This has got this isn't this is not not close to those types of race, you know, those races. Yeah, no, I'm I'm good fading. Peyton Priest and and Ty Gibbs has kind of been coming on, you know, so he's definitely been improving. And I'm starting to sweat that under 0.5 wins for the year. I, I think I'm still good, but he's showing me enough where you know maybe yeah. he can maybe he can have a day. I don't think he's gonna win, but he's he's been consistent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, in my article, I, I said that if you have watched any Fox commercial over the past month, you know. That Chase Elliott is racing this weekend, and uh, we got him in a head-to-head over Christopher he's, Bell. He's back again. He's back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Elliott is elite here. This is probably his best track besides a road course. Um, so we're we're taking him over Christopher Bell. Let's talk about that. 
Yeah, it's again, as I mentioned, Hendrick Motorsports has been just dominant here. Um, if people know, I'm a very big Jimmy Johnson fan, and he was uh, he was the king here with Hendrick. Uh, just incredible speed, his best racetracks. I mean, th this track as a company to Hendrick's been really good over the years, and Chase Elliott's kind of followed right in the footsteps of that. If you compare it to Bristol, uh, slight, you know. The shape is somewhat similar. The way it races is similar. Using the you know, bottom and the top, you know, using multiple grooves. It's kind of the same situation. Ellie's been really good at, at, at Bristol, really good at Dover. So I expect that to continue here. And uh, Elliot was kind of easing his way back into the car at Martinsville. Um, certainly, again, at Talladega as well. So... We saw a lot of speed at the second half of the race at Martinsville, so I expect uh, Elliott to be back in prime shape this week. Yeah, it's, it's probably you know been long enough where he can shake the rust off. I love Chase Elliott this week. I, you know, I, I would have been on an outright if if he wasn't so short. So you know, this is a way to get some action on Chase. Uh, you know, it just it, it feels like the right move. So I'm in. I was sold as soon as you sent me that play. Uh, Joey Logano over Ryan Blaney. That one also I was sold on as as soon as you sent it. Logano has just been so much better than Blaney this year, and we're getting him as a small dog. So uh, tell me about that. Yeah, Logano's um, just been like you said, been performing better this year. Blaney can't get out of his own way. If he does get out of his own way, he'll have a, he'll have a shot. But it feels like he just constantly makes mistakes. This is a pit road that's. Um, 35 mile an hour so you could definitely speed uh, the pit boxes i believe are not necessarily all that big so pit row is going to be a big deal this week you've got to make sure you're nailing your, your on and offs you know your pit stops under caution it's just a really important factor so i think logano can certainly outperform in that in that you know regard <laughs> yeah blades is a disaster on pit road so you know anytime that that pit road is is going to come into play as a huge factor he's going to have one incident you know you can just kind of i listen to Corey lajoy's podcast every week and he has ryan flores on there who's the front tire changer and that guy just sounds like he's been beaten with a broomstick for the past month he, he just it's like what else can go wrong so you know when a team is in that mindset sign me up to fade those guys with the, the win the win ticket just in case Correct. I was just going to say, Blaney, if you put it all together, just please go win the race for us. Yeah, don't <laughs> finish second, you I just, I just want all, all or nothing. That's all I want from Blaney this weekend. Golly. All or nothing. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I got. What, what do you got for couch cushions? I haven't uh, haven't looked into the on, on uh, the cup side for that all that much, but if I'm just um, spitballing. We're spitballing, baby. Yeah. If I'm doing that, I'm, I was looking at Suarez over Keselowski. Um, Suarez is, has great track history here, and he's been really good in, on the intermediates, as we've said, with track house. So certainly if you want to lean, I would take Suarez over Keselowski. Can't do it uh, this week. Can't no. fade can't fade Cuzzo in on the on the home mm. on the home court. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's certainly fair. Yeah. Uh, but um uh, let's see what else we got. We got Reddick over Kyle Bush. I, I like Tyler Reddick this week. Um, it feels like he's been performing at just about every race he goes to. He's they've kind of figured things out over there. 
Um, I don't want to fade Kyle Busch uh, with Redick, but I, I, I looked at a Redick top 10. I believe he's minus 110 in most places. Certainly considering that, depends on where he starts. Uh, if we get practice, I would look at that too. But yeah, Redick, really fast. The road course, obviously fast at Bristol Dirt. And even Martinsville, really fast. And, and Redick hasn't been fast at Martinsville. So that to me, that tells that that indicates to me that he's got it figured out about across the board. Yeah, it feels like it could be a week to hop back on on Reddick, you know, with the multiple grooves and, and stuff like that. So who knows? You know, he's a he's a week to week kind of fella. You gotta pick your spots with that dude. Look how Stenhouse uh, ran last uh last year at Dover. That you know, both those second, guys right? are, both those guys are good on the dirt. So dirt racing, you got to figure out where the track's going. Use multiple lanes. Uh, so that could be, uh, this could be a place where, you know, that you could see some success, you know, success from Reddick and, uh, and even Sen House again. Yes, sir. So, all right. Well, we'll, uh, I guess we'll just have to have to make our plays in the book club if that's all you got. That's it. Hmm. Cool. Arch. Do you have anything? Was there anything that stuck out to you on the board? I, I know you pour over it religiously. I do. Uh, nothing uh, jumped out of me. Steve copied my notes pretty well, I think. Okay. All right. Well, he got the cheat sheet then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steve, that was a joke. You're the brains. I just follow right. whatever Steve says. Well, um, hopefully uh trend continues. Yeah. Of, of what? Winning? Copying yeah. your notes? I'm never going to stop copying your notes there, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Well, that that uh, that wraps it up. Betting everything with wheels on the Backdoor Cover Network. You can join the book club at thedgens.net. You get a three-day free trial. It's 25 bucks a month. You get all of our plays before anybody else. That includes golf. That includes Arches Baseball, who is unblemished today. 4-0. That feels good. going to see. Uh, I think they may call this Mets game. The Mets are not going to get a chance to come back. All right. Well, all right. Or you can follow everyone's social accounts at backdoorcover.org. There it is. Link tree. It's almost like a girl with OnlyFans. You know how they have that secret yeah. link you click and it's like, here's all my weird websites. That's what we got. We got one of them. That's right. Bingo. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will owner, operator, or guest of this podcast be liable for damages related to its contents.